Hi everyone and welcome back to another season of Coffee with Your Counselors. We're just two counselors chatting it up every week at Uni High. We want to travel with you on a week-to-week -week basis talking about all the things that might be helpful for you as high schoolers to navigate life. Our passion is helping people and our hope is that you know that you're not alone through it all. So grab your biscotti and get comfy in your chair and be with us for this next half hour of coffee with your counselors. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right Welcome back to Coffee with Your Counselors. I'm Miss Diedrich and I'm here with Miss Amy. Hi all. And we're excited to have another conversation with you today. We just got back from our Thanksgiving break. There's three weeks left in the semester. And we've been looking forward to talking with you all, or at least talking with each other, <laughs> about technology. And, and social media. Yeah, and like how that affects teens and gaming because there's that new policy just released about no more gaming at uni. Well, and during free, during study halls. Yeah, I haven't really heard very much about it from mm -hmm. students. Have you? No, but I do still see students gaming during lunch or free time, though. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, when we were upstairs yesterday and we walked out of the room, there was like a whole... It was after school, but there was like five kids set up on the third floor gaming. Yeah. Well, I was also talking to some older students, like juniors and seniors, about how there seems to be, you know, more difficulty managing time and gaming for younger students. And all of the juniors and seniors were also saying, oh, my gosh, that was totally us subby year, freshman year, too. Mm -hmm. So they were identifying themselves as also having kind of like gaming and social media addictions before. But mm -hmm. then they're like, yeah, as we as we got older and as we are more involved with classes, you just don't have time to do that anymore. And it all works itself out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I thought that was interesting because I came when it, the pandemic happened so I never really saw you know people's gaming habits or social like computer habits mm -hmm. until we got back in person so I don't know I thought that was interesting yeah that is interesting because I feel like <clears throat> there's a lot of adults that I know that also still struggle I don't know as many adults that struggle with gaming, but definitely with social media mm -hmm. and like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling until they can't scroll anymore. <laughs> um, like I hate going to the movie theater, which maybe that's old news and I haven't really gone to the movie theater in a long time, but um, and like people are on their phone whenever you're in this dark room and then all <laughs> it does is like attract your eyes to it. Yeah. I'm like, why did you pay? 15 bucks to come to the movie theater to scroll your phone well they're not scrolling during the movie hopefully yeah, some people what? do okay that's <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> but you know i think like we as adults know even as adults struggle so how much more we need to protect younger people whose brains are still developing and their minds are still growing. And there's so many developmental phases that happen 
during adolescence. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why people are like, all the more, we have to be more vigilant about protecting young people Mm -hmm. from social media. Because I was doing some light research prior to our conversation today, Mm -hmm. and I saw that seven, like, teenagers spend seven to nine hours on a computer, like, during, like, doing schoolwork, but then it said it even, like, more than that after school, so I guess that would be maybe the gaming and the social media time on a screen, like, that's so much time, like, how long are you even up in a day, like, 16 hours? (laughs) Math skills, not strong, I think so, Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe max, Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess for people who aren't getting enough sleep, which is another topic, but they might be up a little bit more. But if you think about how even in education, they're trying to like implement all this technology, like laptops are available because it's easier, right? Like mm-hmm. to have somebody type something and then read it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the instant feedback that it provides. But mm-hmm. I wonder if like people's eyes are getting worse because like (laughs) think of all the time that they're staring at these screens you know oh yeah definitely that's exactly what I was thinking right now I'm like (laughs) I wonder if there's a study been done with like optometrists (laughs) and social media because it can't be good for your eyes to be looking at a screen I feel like I go Mm cross-eyed you know looking at a screen too much and with like the what's it called blue light Mm-hmm. which also affects your brain waves, all of that. There's different health health effects with mm-hmm. screens too. So yeah, for sure. Like I know that we both don't have super great vision, but like if I look at my phone before I put my contacts in and I'm in like the uh, dark room, like, mm-hmm. and then you like look at something else afterwards, like things look different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely so I mean maybe we can give viewers uh, not viewers listeners uh, a flashback to when we were in high school and what it was like without social media what was your high school experience like well my high school experience was like on the beginning of social media Mm -hmm. like Facebook wasn't, it was only for college students at that time. So mm-hmm. wasn't available to me, but like MySpace was a, was a, uh, was a thing. And like people were into that, mm. but I'm really glad they got rid of that because I remember this is kind of just a tangent, but you know how people really like the reinforcement of like liking something and like want people to like their thing or love it or whatever you're gonna do with it well with myspace you had like six top friends and those would be like the people I don't know if you like put them there but I think like it was like the people that viewed your page the most Mm -hmm. I feel like that has to be like some sort of like psychological thing about like who's looking at your page all the time I also kind of feel that same way about the red and unread which you know just was a thing like maybe 10 years ago or less Mm -hmm. when you get a message and you can see if somebody read it or did not read it what a Mm -hmm. mind game it plays Mm -hmm. on you 
Anywho, social media in high school. I didn't spend that much time on it because, you know, truth, we had one computer for the people in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it was in a public space. Mm-hmm. AOL was a thing then. So, like, you know, Yay. you had to schedule your time for to be on that. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't like this thing that you had access to all the time. I got my first cell phone when I was in eighth grade and it was a brick, like a Nokia brick. Uh Uh-huh. And, and it was only because I was going to go to a school in high school where it wasn't in the town I lived in and I needed a way to contact my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but there was no texting at that point Uh when I think when I was a junior is when like the first signs of texting became a thing junior high school yeah I remember like the summer between junior and senior year going on a trip and like texting with somebody but it wasn't like as you got charged I think per text oh yeah yeah so So people would get so mad (laughs) you couldn't do it that often yeah it was more like mom I need to be picked up Mm -hmm. one text I remember when I started texting more and I had maybe an unlimited service or maybe it was before I even realized how much money it would be. I think that is what happened. Like I was having these conversations and then when I would get my bill, I'm like $300 on texts because it was, uh, you know, I didn't even account for every text would be a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. And then people would get really mad at me for continuing to text a lot Mm -hmm. until everyone had unlimited plans. And then it was like, woo. Mm-hmm. And then the interesting thing now is, for me at least, I feel like maybe not for my friends, but for like work related things, sometimes instead of emailing, I'd rather call someone <laughs> because I feel like you get all of that information out a lot faster than if you were typing it or something. I don't know what that phenomenon is, but mm-hmm. now that it's easily accessible or something I feel like I don't like to do it as much and I feel like young people now maybe don't text as much as I don't know maybe they do I see a lot of FaceTiming happening like when you're walking on campus people are just walking and FaceTiming (laughs) seems dangerous (laughs) yeah that's true maybe people aren't texting as much Maybe students can stop by the SSO and give us some data on if you all are texting more or do FaceTime or communicate via social media. Like I've had some students say like I've only talked to them on Instagram or something, which I don't even know how you do that. But yeah, maybe like through the messaging, direct messaging. Yeah. Or maybe just those like WhatsApp and GroupMe and Discord, all those like chat room like communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, there was no texting. There were no cell phones. (laughs) Actually, AOL was a thing at the very end of high school, I think, because I do remember getting on and, oh gosh, that one, that's when like nothing was regulated on AOL. So I just like go into a chat and there's all these like crazy conversations, very inappropriate conversations happening. I'm like, what is going on? Who are you people? But because of that, we used to write letters by hand. So stationery was a thing. 
<laughs> but it was so fun and uh, I feel like everyone just wrote letters to everybody. I mean, obviously it took much more time than just hopping on your phone and texting. So you would write about just stupid stuff, not stuff that needs to be answered immediately because it's not immediate conversations, but like, what are you doing these days? And uh, I don't know, just your thoughts, more of like deeper things than just what I'm doing right now. And then obviously we use the phone. So mm -hmm. we would call each other and I would talk for hours and hours. But then it makes me think, you know, I think when I started to do a little bit more research on the data that was out there, my assumption was, was going to be, or I thought what was going to be is that there'll be all these studies that say how bad social media is and how dangerous it is and how no one should be on it. But, um, a lot of the articles that we read, it's kind of ambiguous and more nuanced. It's not just like a flat, definitely social media makes teenagers' mental health go down and their self-image go down and, you know, all these things like suicidality go up. But it's actually like there are instances, a lot of instances where it's beneficial for students or young people because they feel more connected to others and especially in a time when your social network is like so important having access to that immediately especially for people maybe who you know might not be as social or might not feel as comfortable around you know in like social settings they find those avenues where they're still connecting to people through social media where it's not as uncomfortable for them and that is a benefit so i do I think like more studies need to be done though yeah, because some of it said, like, you know, the some of, like, the body image and um, things like that, there was, like, more of a closer correlation for because the filters that are used, you know, are, like, you can take 17 different shots and then just post the one, like, mm -hmm. that makes you look a certain way. And, you know, 20 years ago, you had doubles, four by six. <laughs> That's what you got. And like, you got what you got. You couldn't filter it or touch it up or whatever. Yeah. So I think like the, and like, if you don't have the mindset of like, you know what, this photo was probably touched up. Why do they look, why does their skin look so flawless? Like everyone has flaws and um, it's easy to get really caught up on that. So like always remembering like, now you can do a lot of different things and take a hundred pictures to pick one mm -hmm. out. Do you ever, do you follow someone named CSA Punch on Instagram? No, I don't really follow people. <laughs> well, she does a lot of these funny reels. Um, she loves 90s music. She's probably my age or a little younger. But she has this one reel where she's like, um, teenagers these days. And this is really, she's like wearing this really cute outfit and she's doing this dance. I don't even know what she's dancing to, but she has this whole like routine and she looks really cute. And then she's like, teenagers back in the 90s. And it's her and she's like, her hair is all messed up. She's wearing her pajamas and she's... <laughs> singing into a fan she's like I think I did it <laughs> it was so funny because I'm like oh my gosh that was all of us you know mm -hmm. but yeah yeah definitely you you can present to the world now like your 
I, I don't know if it's your best self, but like what you want them to see. And then that might not be reality, but that becomes everyone's reality. Mm Yeah. hmm yeah I feel like when I was younger I um cared more about social media than I currently do now um and I don't ever post anything to social media Mm hmm anymore like I don't even know what like one year for for Lent I gave up um Facebook and social media in general and I felt pretty good after that Mm hmm Yeah. like but then like People like invite people to events via those, some of those things. <laughs> So I miss some stuff, but, or like people would then like call or text and be like, why didn't you respond? And I was like, I don't mm. know. Cause I'm not doing that right now. So, um, but then I asked myself like why I still look at it now, even though I don't like post anything and I don't know why I don't post anything. Like literally the last thing I think I posted was that I got engaged or maybe when we got married. So, you know, we're going on four years. Like no one knows, like we never announced that we were having a baby. We never posted a picture after he was born. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's probably safer yeah, I always feel, then I felt like, well, the people that really care, <laughs> they can talk to me and then I can, show them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know, but that's a tangent too. But yeah but yeah I mean I feel like it's hard to write, like you said, you as an adult was, you know, had to regulate that from yourself too. And then afterwards you realized it was beneficial. Well, I think young people haven't gotten to a point where they realize like the detriment of it to then detox to say like, oh, it's worth it not to have it. which is why then I think adults need to come in, whether it's like parents or, I mean, there's like Kate Winslet is a huge actress that pushes for more regulation in social media. And she is saying like the adults in the lives of young people need to step in and like criminalize behaviors online that are, you know, illegal and harmful and, Obviously, I mean, extreme cases, but even the more moderate stuff, I think, needs to be regulated a little bit better. And we can't control what people are doing outside of school, but we as a school can control what people are doing inside of school, you know. And if we know if it's not beneficial, then maybe more policies need to be put into place. And then, yes, young people might not like it, but maybe later, I mean... When you're under 18 and when you're a young person, there's still people over you to tell you, like, this is what's safe and this is what's appropriate, right? So people can make those decisions later after what you want to do. But for young people, I think those conversations need to be had instead of just being a free-for-all. Me and Miss Amy recently went to this conference and we listened to this girl talk about something else, but she said in high school, she had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. So how could she be expected to make really important decisions about her herself? And so that's kind of stuck with me, like, true, if you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom, because... you know, you can't make that decision for yourself. And how can you make decisions for yourself in other ways? Because your brain's still developing. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Mm
So interesting. But in China, you know, like two years ago, they decided that they were going to like limit the amount of number of hours that student like kids under 18 could spend on gaming or maybe on screens in general but I know it was like because gaming had become such a big problem Mm -hmm. so I was trying to find some information about it but it sounds like even though they're trying hard to like crack down on it it hasn't been super successful because like how can you limit people to that unless there's like a timer on your computer or something but then there's always another device you know like for those like you know how like sometimes like there'll be things in the paper that you can vote for like athlete of the week or something like that well there's a way that get around the system so you don't just get to vote once you can vote like <laughs> hundreds of times Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's probably how they're, like, for gaming people, they're probably, like, using their computer, then using, like, console, then using their phone. I mean, Mm-hmm. if you're really addicted to it, you're going to find a way probably to to do it. Yeah. Oh, and just acknowledging that it is actually a true addiction too, you know, the kind of, well, for gaming and for social media, but the increase in dopamine in your brain when you, you know, have positive things happening through your social media account, right? And so being addicted to that feeling and then needing more and more of it. And I feel like video games... It's kind of like an age old thing is that it's been addictive and uh, yeah, it can get pretty bad, but for people in high school, I think it's just important to know yourself and also to create healthy habits because after high school, you're going to be out in the world, whether, you know, if you're in college, you'll have much more freedom and then. I know people who have gotten into a lot of difficulties because they couldn't control their gaming habits, didn't go to class, and then, you know, then you're on academic probation. Hopefully, I mean, it doesn't get to that point, but it's definitely a risk that's out there if you don't learn how to control those habits. I think I was addicted to gaming when I was in high school. Really? I was like Super Mario Brothers. It wasn't even high school. It was in middle school. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought that. Have you ever played Super Mario Brothers, the original one? Um, with the gray and black remote? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the red, had red dot, like Yeah. <laughs> the A and B or something was red. Yeah. Well, I had it in my, um, you know, heart and soul to rescue Princess Buttercup. Okay, was her name Princess Buttercup or Princess Peach? I think it's Princess Peach. Okay. And when I finally defeated King Koopa after like 10 levels, it was the most glorious moment. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. so it happens to everybody. You just have to put limits and uh, I don't know, just be reasonable. For parents who are listening, there are also like social media plans that are available online, free ones that you can, you know, to access and talk with your family about what is appropriate social media usage, reasonable for your family. So it talks about like where students or where your children can have social media, 
like where devices would be appropriate. Some people say like, oh, not at the dinner table or, you know, not in your bedrooms or the times that, that will be allowed to be on devices. It's like a whole thing. So those kind of plans are accessible online for parents if you're interested in creating one of those or having discussions with your family. Or if you're a student and you want to implement something like that. Yeah, it's hard to like provide actionable steps, I feel like, for students mm -hmm. at school to not do that whenever they're, I mean, there's teachers here that can tell them not to do it. But I mean, it's technically their own free time, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a free period or a study hall or lunch or after school. Mm -hmm. So like the impulse control is really like mm -hmm. hard. The good practice, it's good practice now for later. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do it. If you do it in a group, um, sometimes that might be easier to be like, okay, we're going to set healthier habits for our friend group. Let's mm -hmm. limit ourselves in these ways and instead replace it with these things that we enjoy. And then, you all can keep each other accountable by asking like, oh, were you, did you crochet <laughs> or go on a walk or whatever you enjoy doing rather than just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Food for thought, right? Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're always happy to have more conversations like this. So if you have any thoughts about this, you can shoot us an email or stop by the SSO as we'd be happy to talk with you. But until then, we hope that you have a lovely winter break and we'll see you in January. Bye.